Do you feel like you're always stressed, even when nothing's going on? And what about sleep? Do you often wake up feeling depleted, even if you've had eight hours? And what if the answer to both these issues could be found right in front of you, in your nose? Join me for this mind-blowing episode, where we explore the powerful connection between your nostrils and your nervous system. The simple $1 device that lets you hack this connection and that can revolutionize your sleep and the ancient breathing practice that's got modern scientists really excited. am. I'm asleep, but tossing and turning. My body is hot, even though it's winter. My pulse is going much faster than it should be. In my dream, I can feel the physical thump of my heartbeat pounding in my chest and head. I'm on a bus that all of a sudden goes down a huge roller coaster like ramp, hundreds of meters high, accelerating towards Sydney Harbour at terminal velocity. The bus crashes into the water. The landing is surprisingly soft. Relief. I'm okay. Then I look towards the front of the bus and all of a sudden I see my son, Leo, sitting alone in the front seat. He hasn't seen me. And then the bus starts sinking, slowly at first, but before I know it, we're underwater. I escape to the surface, but I can't see Leo. So I swim frantically to the front of the bus and I can see him inside. He still hasn't seen me. I grab him through an open window and pull him to the surface. The water in the harbour suddenly drains out and we left sitting together on a grassy hill. I hold him tight to my chest. I'm crying. We're both crying. I thought I'd lost him. The grief and the relief is overwhelming. Then I wake up. The stress in my system is unbearable. I can feel the hot and cold vibration of cortisol in my cells. This feeling of stress hurts. I'm lying on my right side, and as I take a breathe in, I notice that my left nostril is blocked, while my right nostril is wide open. One week later, it happens again. A dream that feels like I'm in full fight or flight. I'm jolted awake. My left nostril is blocked. Just like in episode 114, where the sign came in my dreams. Again, my dreams were communicating something so obvious that I can't believe I've been missing it for so many years. Now, if you're like me, you're always wanting to find new techniques that can have a profound impact on your health. With an oversupply of information now available at our fingertips, it's very easy to get pulled into the latest shiny gadget or pill that promises the world. And often, it's all hype. But sometimes, there are new inventions that do actually deliver. One of those I'm currently trialling, which I believe is one of the greatest advancements in health in the past 50 to 100 years. But I want to be sure about this before making any recommendations, and we'll be doing a podcast on it in the coming months if I feel it lives up to the expectations. 
for the most part, no matter how good something may be, rarely is something new more powerful than the time-tested methods of the past that have evolved over thousands of years. Today we're going to be talking about one of those methods. It's something I've known about for many years and played with here and there, but not until recently did it all click into place for me. (laughs) Man, do I wish I jumped on this years ago. It's to do with your breathing, and more specifically, with your nose. So, let's start with the science. You might already know that your nostrils are designed to help you breathe in air and warm and filter it before it enters your lungs. Simple. But did you know there's a lot more to their role than just that? Did you know that there's a powerful connection between your nostrils and your nervous system? And that the same sort of tissue found in the penis or clitoris is found in your nose? Yeah, your nasal passages have erectile tissue. And it turns out that throughout the day, the brain selectively alternates between congestion and decongestion on each side of your nostrils by filling this erectile tissue with blood. Have you ever noticed that one side of your nose is blocked while the other is clear, then an hour or two later, the sides are reversed? That's your nasal cycle and the erectile tissue at work. Now, here's the part that clicked for me. Your left nostril is directly connected to the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the part of your nervous system that's responsible for the rest and relaxed functions of your body, such as increasing digestion, decreasing heart rate and respiration. So you can kind of think of your left nostril as your slowdown device. Your right nostril has the opposite effect and is connected to the sympathetic nervous system, which puts you in a state of high alert for impending threats also known as flight or fight. This stress response widens the bronchial passages so that you can take more air in, it makes you sweat, it gives you goosebumps and decreased motility in your large intestine, to name just a few. Basically, it has you on the alert and ready to run from danger at a moment's notice. Over the past few months, I've become more and more aware that my left nostril as a whole is slightly obstructed and lets in around 50% less air than the right nostril on a permanent basis. Knowing that my brain actually wants to use my nostrils for regulating brain symmetry and my autonomic nervous system, I figured that this can't be a good thing, right? Now, let's rewind to those stress-filled dreams. Both times, my left nostril was totally blocked, which means I was literally sleeping in a sympathetic, activated, and elevated state. No wonder I felt like my body was on fire from the cortisol rushing through my veins. And even sitting here, as I say this, something huge is clicking for me. Over the past several years, I've looked at my hormonal health and sleeping patterns. Consistently, my cortisol is very low when I wake up. Could this be that my body has been stressed through the night due to the decreased airflow through my left nostril, so by the time I wake up, my cortisol-producing capabilities have more or less dried up? Maybe. This realization led me to seek out a way to open up my nostrils, particularly the obstructed left one, to see if the simple act of letting in more air could impact my sleep, stress response, and hormonal profile. Immediately, I honed in on a simple solution that cost me just under $1 per day. That's accessible at any chemist and has zero side effects. Nasal congestion strips. If you haven't seen or heard of these before, they're a small plastic bandage-like strip 
that you stick down over the bridge of your nose to help open up your airways. I first saw them on footballers and other professional athletes who've long known about their benefits. They're also really popular with people who snore, as they can completely eliminate nighttime snuffling. When I first bought them, they looked so simple and innocuous, I thought, surely this can't make a very big difference. But the first night I put them on, I was shocked. I pressed down on the surface of the strip for a minute so the glue would take hold, and then the moment I released my fingers, boom. I could breathe better, just like that. I was so excited to go to sleep that night, and ever since, I've woken up feeling way fresher and hardly moving through the night. And those cortisol-fueled dreams? Gone. In fact, what's been super interesting is that my right nostril, even though when I go to bed it's totally wide open, has now been getting blocked during the night. Crazy, right? Like things are reversed. Something's clearly going on here. Needless to say, I'm hooked on these strips now. They are freaking amazing. I've been tapping into this powerful nostril nervous system connection in other ways as well. I like to stop before I eat, block my right nostril and take a few deep breaths using a one-two rhythm. So three seconds in, six seconds out, using that longer exhalation to increase carbon dioxide and take my body into a more parasympathetic state. This also increases salivation before you eat and it releases more happy hormones like serotonin and oxytocin. And it turns out that thousands of years ago, those super smart and dialed in ancient Indians were onto this. They called it pranayama, the formal practice of controlling the breath, which lies at the heart of yoga. Pranayama can be roughly translated as the control of life force. And there's one particular alternate nostril breathing technique that relates to the balancing of your brain hemispheres called Nadi Shodhana. Nadi means channel, and Shodhana means purification. I might be totally butchering the pronunciation, but there you go. You can use this alternate nostril breathing to help settle your mind, reduce the feelings of stress, and balance emotions. It's incredibly simple. I'm going to take you through this in six very simple steps, but honestly, essentially what you're doing is you're breathing through one nostril and out through the other, and then alternating very gently with a very natural rhythm. One. Sit comfortably with a tall, straight spine. Two, rest your pointer finger and your middle finger of your right hand lightly between your eyebrows. Three, close your eyes and breathe in and out through your nose normally. Then using your right thumb, close your right nostril. Four, take a breath in through the left nostril slowly. Then at the top of your breath, close the left nostril with your ring finger. So both nostrils are now held closed. Five, hold your breath very briefly at the top. Then release your thumb and breathe out through your right nostril, pausing briefly at the bottom of the exhale. Six, open your right nostril. Inhale through the right side. Hold both nostrils closed briefly at the top. Then open your left nostril and release the breath slowly through the left side, pausing briefly at the bottom. Simply repeat this cycle for as long as you like. For me personally, I do six minutes before each of my meditations, giving me about 12 minutes per day of Nadi Shodhana. I've also loved learning more 
about oxygen versus carbon dioxide because I always thought that we need to get as much air in, as much oxygen as possible, right? I'm sure I'm not the only person who's thought this. The more oxygen in, the better, right? Actually, no. It turns out that most of the ancient breathing practices are focused on the opposite, carbon dioxide. For example, the worst thing for an athlete to do is breathe heavily, especially through their mouth. There was a very long-forgotten training technique revived in the 90s by the US swim team, which involved the athletes training while holding their breath. Then, they went on to have their most successful Olympics ever. Numerous studies have shown that people who are terminally ill or have chronic diseases take more breaths per minute than healthy people. Yogic philosophy commonly states that our lifespan doesn't depend on the number of days we live, but on the number of breaths we take. Pranayama is about consciously controlling your breath to become long and deep. So the less breaths we take, the longer we live. There's also a theory that in asthmatics, the body's actually constricting the air supply to make the person breathe less, take in less oxygen. In fact, one of the most effective methods for asthma is called Biteco, which we've used in our own house with Leo, and it involves holding your breath and training your body to adapt to having healthier levels of carbon dioxide in the blood. Super fascinating. Whichever breathing hack you use, the nasal strip or the Nadi Shodhana breathing, or ideally both, there is so much power and benefit to be found from tapping into this nostril nervous system connection and using it to intentionally and pretty much effortlessly engage your relaxation response, improve your sleep, and start shifting your nervous system away from always being in stress mode. So give it a go. Build it into your daily routine and come and share with me on social media how you feel. You can find me at I am Nick Broadhurst on Instagram and I cannot wait to hear how you go. Thank you again for joining me on the Nick Broadhurst show and for all the show notes, everything I mentioned in today's episode, head to IamNickBroadhurst.com forward slash 116 and you can also get a full transcript of the show if you prefer to read or if you want someone else to read this instead of listen to it. You know what? Good ideas spread by good people. So let's share this episode. Simple techniques, powerful impact. When you do share it on your social media, please tag me at I am Nick Broadhurst and I promise I will personally respond. And last of all, head to Spotify, search for my name, hit the follow button and add my music to your favorite playlists, including that song, Breathe. Remember, look up, see the beauty around you, see the beauty within you. Take a moment to breathe today. Be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with your breath. Be love. Listen to your intuition. And as always, have a beautiful day. I love you heaps.
Hey guys, just wanted to jump in and let you know that this podcast represents the opinions of me, Nick Broadhurst, and should not be taken as medical advice and are for informational purposes only. Thank you so much. Ciao.